and welcome to another episode of Expedition Marriage. I'm Chris with my lovely bride, Jamie. Thanks for being here. And also... <laughs> you're, so, you're so Mr. Rogers. <laughs> like, I'm just ready for you to switch into a sweater. Like, it's so adorable because you're so genuine and you're, you really are appreciative that, that somebody is listening and that they're here. Very I love it. So. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm glad you're here today. <laughs> Is Thanks that, for joining the podcast. Is that Mr. Rogers? It is. I think, I think it is. He's we'll, a little twangy. We'll have to play, play that back a little. Hi, neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. I guess he was, <laughs> that was a little twangy. That was, that was, that was Nashville Rogers. Yes. Um, <laughs> that was, that was, Look for Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, baby, you got to know when to hold him. Okay, so anyway... <laughs> Thanks for being here, especially for part two of mm -hmm. talking about deathbed regrets and how they affect your marriage. Yeah, I, know, it I, just I don't know so why that was morbid. funny. I just sounds so morbid. <laughs> yeah, happy new year, and let's talk about deathbed regrets. <laughs> and, and as if one episode wasn't enough, let's have a second let's one. Do it two times. To, to talk about it too. But look, no, but no, these are important because look, there's they a, are. there's an exercise that you may have done in school. It's mm -hmm. writing your own obituary <laughs> that is real morbid that is really morbid yeah. but yeah. it's but really taking the time to think about mm -hmm. the end of life and like, what do you want to be known for yeah talking about like looking as far as far ahead goals mm -hmm. but what do you want at the end of your life to be known for what do you want yeah. to have accomplished what do you want to uh, to make sure that you've done and not done mm -hmm. and like, we're gonna have regrets Okay. Yeah, let's, yeah let's we just, are human. We're, we're human. It's going to happen. And a lot of us, so present company included, might get paralyzed out of this fear mm -hmm. of doing the wrong thing and regretting doing the wrong thing. So, so you end up doing nothing. Absolutely. Which yeah. is usually the wrong thing. Right. Right. <laughs> so you got to create what you fear. But there's absolutely things that we've done too that we do regret. And mm -hmm. those hopefully yeah, probably the first 10 years of our marriage yeah. 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 the day we met up till to, 10 yeah. years in our marriage. yeah there's there's that yeah and but that's the that's actually kind of the point is hopefully there's lessons learned right hopefully there's growth from that that mm -hmm. our trials are god's testimony and mm -hmm. god's being able, able to use this or bring beauty from yeah. these ashes. Right. That's what he does. He's, he's a God yeah. of redemption. He's a God of second chances. He loves to pull this this great ending out of a almost hopeless situation. Yeah. And so when people, other people are looking at this going, there's no way that it can be done with by man, of course, mm -hmm. but God. Yeah. Which I love yeah. that. I always love yeah. but God. And so as we're looking at deathbed regrets, some common ones are continuing to look at the mm -hmm. common deathbed regrets. We are looking at, okay, how can we learn from these and how can we make sure that our marriage is more positively impacted mm -hmm. and not subjected to these regrets? Right. Right. Yeah, because, and it is, and like we had mentioned last week, it's not about, we still want to strain forward. We mm -hmm. want to move forward and not be looking back, but we do want to look back a little bit mm -hmm. and see what am I doing that I can change? What am I not doing mm. that needs to be changed? Right. Use the past to inform you, not to paralyze you, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's important. We don't want to come to the end of our life and go, man, I blew that. 
Mm. I blew that. But it's like, that's, it, it's not how we want to end up. And you're talking about the obituaries and it's like, I, the older you get, the more obituaries you start reading just to see like, Hey, do I know anybody, you know? And it, it's sad. It's very unfortunate, but we also have friends who many of their parents are dying or have died mm -hmm. and just reading obituaries. And there's a big difference in the one that my mom, my dad loved Jesus. He was known for being so friendly in the way he loved others and his service to the church and at home and loved his family versus he was the proud owner of this corporation and, mm -hmm. and did that and a big donor to this. Yes, worked tirelessly, tires, tire, wow, tirelessly, Tire, tirelessly. <laughs> there you go. That's a hard. Try it at home. Try it at home. I'll get it out there. No, you know, and it's just different. You can look at that and it's like, wow, you sure had a lot, but now it's all still sitting there and it's all completely gone. Mm -hmm. Now that you're gone. But the other things, like the legacy of loving your family well, the legacy of loving others well and serving in your church community and loving people, that's going to live on for generations. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of which, I'm going to go rogue a little. It just hit me because we've recently done a, a Bible study on on Judges, mm -hmm. the Forgotten God. Yeah. Uh, and what we, which we'll do, we'll do Bible studies together mm -hmm. that are designed for each, and then we'll talk about it. But the kind of the point is, you kept having these generations that the legacy wasn't that mm. the children and grandchildren knew God. The legacy was that they had good, prosperous times, and so everybody forgot God, and they fell yeah. into ruins. Yeah. So what sense is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul and lose the soul of your children and your grandchildren? Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I'm, I'm trying not to laugh here, but why I am this, laughing. Why is this funny? I, because I thought I'm like, Toby Mac said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a song word. But also scripture. Um, yeah. yeah, we're referencing yeah. back to a time where I totally credited Toby Mac over Jesus <laughs> for something. So, and that was just an, another incident of that. So, But no, that that is so true. That is mm. so true. Because if we gain everything else, but we miss having a relationship with Jesus, we've missed it. Mm, mm -hmm. We we've missed it. And we don't want to do that. And if we've if we've given our our children and our spouses the finest things of life, but we haven't given them Jesus, mm. we've missed it. Yeah, it's it's the finest things of this world, right? But right. not the finest things of life. Yeah, because he is life. That's right. That's right. So we don't want to miss that. But as I was fumbling over working tirelessly, still said it wrong. No, is no, that I right? Right. Okay. right? Yeah. This is actually one of the the top things is people wish they worked less. Mm, yeah. Right. And now we understand if you've got to work to make ends meet sure. and and provide for your family, by all means work. Mm -hmm. But also if you're somebody who's working in in corporate America and or owning your own company and the and your company owns you mm. more than you own it and your family is taking the heat they're taking the brunt of you being gone. Sure. Is that worth it? Yeah. Well, and here's the, the, the sad reality. It's not just people in business. It's people in, in ministry. Yes. Because they they have this misconception. Oh, that volunteering. They, can oh, do yeah. This. Volunteering. Absolutely. Yep. That, well, I've got to do all these things for the, look, our first ministry is, is our family. That's right. And so if we're not getting that right, the rest of us really doesn't right. matter. So we got to make sure that we're having those those priorities in place. But it's, and like you said, we're created to work. 
Uh-huh. God, God made us to work. So right. we're supposed to work. And, and the term work is it's not and called. And being a stay at home mom is work too. Yeah. We're, not, we're not negating that <laughs> yeah. at all. It's not called fun. It's called work. Mm-hmm. So for the most of us, it's it's not the. A, a, always laughs and, and joy to do. Mm-hmm. There, there's work to it. If you have to do work tirelessly and endlessly to make ends meet, well, that's, that's God bless you. Yeah. And the, we know there's a lot of spouses out there who are working two jobs mm-hmm. and to make ends meet for their family, to make sure that their family's provided yeah. for and taking care of that. Yeah, or that their wife can stay home with their children. And there's a lot of men really putting mm-hmm. in the hours for that. And if that's a choice you've made as a couple mm-hmm. for the thing that is a higher quality item to you, which is my wife staying home with the kids then that's different. Yeah. That's yeah. a little different. And But we also would suggest try to make the most of the time mm-hmm. that you have because, again, there's no sense in, in having all of the, the house and the food if you all don't have each other to enjoy because right. then we all, it just fall, falls apart. Right. Um, so we're really more directing this to the people who are overdoing it. Yeah. Who, they're finding their value, their yeah, worth identity. at work. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they're struggling with boundaries. So they're doing all the things they're not delegating, whatever it is, they're right. being taken advantage of by a boss. And if this is you, mm-hmm. then there are a couple things you can do. You can start getting a backbone and putting down some boundaries. Sure. You can decide that, you know what, my job is not worth this. Mm-hmm. You can get rid of some things. You can downsize your life. And now this economy right. is hard hitting right now. Oh, yeah. So I think we've got a big exception to the rule right now going on, but there are life choices. Yes. Mm-hmm. That you can make so you don't have to. And I have always mm-hmm. told Chris throughout our whole marriage, I would rather live in a cardboard box with you than miss you all the time. Or then because he had opportunities to travel a lot with work and all things like that in our early years of marriage, pay would have been fantastic, but he would have been gone. Right. And and that's not it. And well, then times the of losing your job and and going through layoffs. Mm-hmm. And that was consistently my level. It took him years, or my response, took him years to believe that I meant that. It did. It did. You know, and that's really hard for a lot of men. But I would rather have him over all the riches in the world. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, it did. It did. That was very free mm-hmm. when I did believe that, uh, that you really did. When we that. almost did live in a box <laughs> when <laughs> layoffs there is that. Yeah, there's that, you mm-hmm. know, but also, you know, there, there's the fact of, of knowing that God is the provider. Yeah. Remembering that, keeping yeah, perspective. Yeah, that's so great, babe. But, and, and I was actually a little worried. I was more concerned about those who are staying away from home as an avoided mm. tactic. Right, that workaholic or whatever, because it's yeah. easier at work yeah. than it is at home. I know what the job expects mm-hmm. of me. I can do that. I don't feel demoralized mm-hmm. by my work. I'm feel good at work over here, yep. but maybe I'm not so great at home. That's a common man. Mm-hmm. I think more more husbands will feel that way. Yeah, it's like at, at my job, everything's good enough. But when mm-hmm. I come home, I feel like I'm failing at everything. And it never seems to be good enough. Right. And if that's you, y'all have different issues. Yeah. You have different issues that need to be need to be addressed. Gotta, gotta and make don't changes. hide at work. Make Do not changes. hide at work. That's right. Yep. Okay, you got another one, baby? Yeah, I got face face my fears. Because you mm-hmm. actually you talked about um about the, the opportunity layoffs and things like that. And mm-hmm. that was we've got a, a great testimony where we went through a layoff and, and moved and all all sorts of things. And yeah, and actually one of one of my 
regrets is of how much I was fearful in that time. Mm. I'm not saying it wasn't stressful. I'm not saying if yeah. you're not going through it, that's, that's hard, you know, oh, just, you know, be happy. Well, you had the past that helped you learn from it. Right. Yeah. But that was, you know, that was after going through that and coming to the other side of it and you're going, you know what? God had us the whole time. Yeah. It should have not have, have been so tied up in inner turmoil. Should have kept pushing forward and doing uh-huh. the other things. But um, Yeah, keep applying for jobs and right. stuff like that. But not have been so fearful and just caving to the fear and, yeah. and collapsing to that. And that's just one fear. I mean, I just wanted to bring that up because right. you, you mentioned that. But other fears, fear of being a pleaser, fear of disappointing, uh-huh. right? Fear, fear of doing the wrong thing. So I'll get paralyzed and not do anything, which is almost always the wrong thing. Yeah. Well, and last episode we talked about the fear of, or not necessarily the fear, but not standing up for yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a a lot of people don't do that because they fear what will happen if they do. Sure. Well, if I tell my husband, if I tell my wife, I'm not okay with them doing this, maybe they will leave. Maybe if I say this, if I call him out, he's going to get mad and he's going to yell. He's going to do all of these things. I will be the cause of the downfall of the relationship. I will be the cause of this coming to a head. Right. Where if I just slowly suffer and it slowly fades away, maybe it'll change. Yeah. No, it won't. Do the Mm -hmm. scary things. Work Mm -hmm. on the things that you're scared to bring up. Call mm-hmm. things out and and face your fears of because it is scary if you if we what if we do go to counseling? What if we mm-hmm. do get help mm-hmm. and we don't get better? That is a valid fear. Sure. That's a valid fear. But what's worse than that? Could, could be the counselor. Not, right. Just, just say it. That is also true. <laughs> just say it. Also true. But what, what is worse? Was it us? Could be the counselor. Right. No, I'm sorry. That was wrong. That was wrong. Okay. <laughs> what's worse than bringing something up or going to get counseling and having it fail is remaining in a really tumultuous or miserable mm. marriage mm-hmm. for years. So it's worth it. Like face your fears, do the things. If you're somebody who's crippled with anxiety, we've got an episode on living with a spouse with anxiety and how to start combating Mm -hmm. that. Don't lose years of your life because of crippling anxiety. Right. Yeah. And I think that ties into the, the, another thing that people regret not living up to their full potential. And I think yes. that ties directly into that because they were afraid of taking that risk, afraid of, of approaching yeah. that situation and seeing, well, what well, it could be, uh, create a bad situation. Well, but it could also create a yeah. better one. Talking about us, and we've shared this before, where you told me, stop being scared of my getting upset. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big girl. I can get, I'll get over it. And I was afraid of doing something to make you upset. So mm-hmm. I was creating bad situations. I was just, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't having boundaries. And so there were a lot of issues that we weren't growing. Mm-hmm. But when I did have those boundaries, when I was, did face those fears, we started to live up to our full potential. Right. Right. And like, I want, this one is a big one to me. I am somebody by nature who I'm a striver, probably way mm-hmm. too much, but it's also like a really good thing because I want to see him mm. in the position that God created him to be in, in mm. life. I want to see him become all that God created him to be he, for his time here on earth. And I want to give him the same. And so I want you to fix the issues that come up in your life. I want you to call out the issues that you need to see changed in me because they're negatively impacting you. I want us to be like 
the best God created us to be. Mm-hmm. Not the best at everything, but I want sure. us to be who God made us to be. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not a trap when she says that part about like she wants me to call out the things. No, <laughs> when, it's not. I but no, there's that. there's husbands who are going, uh, it's a trap. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and let me tell you, I will say that and I will mean it, but I will also snap at him when he does it. But I come full circle sure. yeah. because he's right. Yeah. Because he's right. And, and so, I face my fears. Yes, you face your fears. Mm-hmm. And so we want to live up to our full potential. And what keeps us from doing that is, like you're saying, is fear. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what if I, you know, get in physical shape. What if I drop 40 pounds, but then I put 10 back on yeah. now I'm a failure. I'll just stay where I am, where the bar is lowered. What if I go for this mm-hmm. job and I get the raise, but then I'm not good at it and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I'll just stay back here. Mm-hmm. We will lower the bar. So we don't feel disappointment. We're never going to achieve our full potential if we're doing that. Yeah. So we got to quit doing that. That And that makes sense why people regret that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another one. I wish I cared less about what other people think. Mm, Yeah. We live in the day where we are scrolling on social media and seeing all these picture perfect examples of couples. Mm -hmm. We're seeing their vacations, their date nights, their, their outfits, all of their stuff. And we're wishing we could be like that. And when we're not, we're caring too much. So we're not posting our self self. We're not sharing things about the reality of our marriage because we're comparing ourselves to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But here's another component of that that I think is rampant in our church is when we care too much about what other people think. And when we do that within the body of Christ, we don't reach out to fellow believers and say, hey, we need help. Mm, True. You have people at church who all of a sudden are gone and divorced. And you had no idea because they looked like this picture perfect couple, mm-hmm. but they weren't. But because they're trying, they're caring too much about what other people think. Because the idea is, look, everybody at church has has happy, solid marriages. That is so mm-hmm. far from the truth. So far, but it will it will keep you from reaching out and getting help for yours because you're afraid we're going to be seen for the people who don't get it. Yeah, the people who are struggling, or there's, yeah, and, you know, but then you're seeing for the people who are divorced, but you're not seeing because you're. No, you're, you run away. You have no choice but to run away at that point. Yeah, which is sad. Don't do that. Reach no. out. We're supposed to no. build each other up. There's... And nobody's looking at you anyway. We're all looking at ourselves. <laughs> We're all caring about ourselves. We're not looking mm. at one another, mm. and it's all just fake. And if we are looking at you, it's to compare you to us. Oh, yeah. That was a, We're, care- oh, We're caring more about us. Look at their vacation compared to our, my vacation. Look right. at their dress compared to my dress. Look at right. It's, it's all right. Look, we just, uh, it, with the exception of the expedition underscore marriage on Instagram, mm-hmm. just burn down most of social media. I know there's a lot that it's just not helpful. Uh, And you'll know you have growth in this area when you can actually look at somebody else's vacation and go, wow, that's so fun for them. Yes. Wow. She looks so great in that outfit. Wow. That's exciting. They got a new house. Yeah. Or just, or even just look at that place. I want to travel. Mm -hmm. That'd be nice to be there one time or that kind of thing. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. Let go of that. Let go of that. Because, you know, let's, I think this falls into the next regret living in the present, living in the moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's so many people, and this is this would solve so many of the other regrets if we would just live in the moment, if we would mm-hmm. be present, if, yeah. if we're with each other, we'd love each other better. 
You yeah. know, what if we're in the moment, not thinking about other things or on devices or watching you know screens or stuff like that, but we're actually investing in one another. Yeah. When we're talking with somebody, we're talking with them and nobody else. We're not thinking about the other mm-hmm. conversations or the other things that need to be done. Right. We're right there. So we will be better people. We'll Being be more, more loving people. Mm-hmm. We'll knock out so many of the other things. And also, I think part of living in the more in the moment, it throws in some spontaneity. Yeah. Right. Be spontaneous. Shake things up a little. Right. You yeah. know, don't don't be be flexible. Be right. be able to pivot, be able to do something new and, and make some changes that can just change, sh- shake things up. Yeah. Keep, keep things fresh. Yeah. And one of the things that drives me nuts, and I try to be very intentional about this. We were at an eye doctor appointment for me the other day and I'm looking around the waiting room. Every single person was on their phone. And to me, that's sad because Mm -hmm. there are people here, like we're in a room full of people and nobody's engaging, nobody's Mm -hmm. talking. And it made me really sad. And I looked over this one woman who was on her phone. She was there by herself, sitting next to an elderly man that had come in after her. She finally put her phone down. Within a second, this man starts talking to her. Right. And I'm looking at this man who's probably around 80, no wedding band on. And I can't help but think he's living home alone has nobody, and he's just sitting in this room going, I have nobody to talk to. Yeah, can't compete with you. Nobody your will even look at me. Mm-hmm. And to see him light up in conversation with this woman, like, we need to be more present. Mm. And to mm-hmm. think we do that same thing to our wives, to our kids, and when our kids are trying to talk to us and share a story and our, our heads are buried in the phone, we need to quit that. We need to start being more present. And now here, we're going to go over the final two real quick here with you. This one is, I wish I stopped choosing wrong things. Mm. Maybe picking up your phone is one of those wrong things. Sure. Yeah. Maybe looking at porn Mm. is one of those things Mm -hmm. that affecting your marriage. There's so much help out there for overcoming that. Right. Maybe it's financial decisions Mm. that -hmm. you get excited about choosing this thing to buy, but then you regret it as soon as the payment comes in. Right. Shop there. What are the things you're choosing that have bad payoffs? Right. Well, not engaging with each other, not talking with one another, not asking some of those questions about growth and about each other's days and being part of each other's lives, right? Even if your day was dead boring, I promise you, your spouse still wants to hear because they want to be part of your life. Yeah. No, I talk to one another, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just, I mean, stop choosing so many other junky things mm-hmm. over one another and over your marriage. They take you steps away from your goal. Yeah. Right. Is it something that's taking you a step towards your goal or away from your right. goal? Well, if it's taking you a step away from your goal, then you might want to think about stop doing that. That's right. That's right. Get rid of it. And here's, mm-hmm. here's the one we want to wrap up these, this two part series on here is I wish I had been a better spouse or a better parent. Yeah. So we want you to think, what is it that will make you be just a smidge better of a parent, of a spouse this year? What is it today that will make you a better spouse? Is it a text to your wife that says, hey, babe, I love you and thank you for so much that you do for us? Mm -hmm. Is it a word to your husband that says, man, I appreciate how hard you work. You look hot today. (laughs) Whatever it is, more compliments, more gratefulness. 
maybe changing the, your career because this one's taking too much for your family. Sure. Maybe it's getting help for your anxiety because it's dictating every decision you're making in your life. What is it that will help you become a better spouse and a better parent? And we just want to encourage you to do that thing. Do that thing. So as we wrap up, we want to let you know that I threw together just a little PDF of all of these regrets and little tips to go along with them that you can grab it, you can print it out and just keep it, put it on the fridge, keep it in the forefront of your mind so you can start living more intentionally this year because we want 2024 to be a great year for you where at least this very year you could say, you know what, I don't have regrets about this year. So we've got that for you. Go grab that in our show notes because we want to help you live a life where you can enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.